Hey, Wanderers, it's Mandy, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. We're back in space for the next couple of months, so settle in because this arc gets intense. As always, thank you all so much for listening. We really love getting to create this podcast, and we would love to hear from you what you think about it, too. If you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review on whatever app you listen to your podcasts on and tell a friend about us. And one last announcement, Uh, Zach and Caitlin welcomed their new baby into their family back in February. The whole family is doing great, and we just want to say congratulations. We'll check back in with all of you at the end of the arc. So until then, enjoy this next installment with our space heroes in Outlaws Wanted. Fully armed and armored in-position soldiers walk through the darkness deep in the belly of the Black Dreadnought. Bright lights from the end of massive weapons are not enough to penetrate the gloom. Eventually, all that is left around them is the void and darkness. Then, voices. Whispers mutter, and faint shapes are seen in the shadows. The soldiers naturally circle, alert, weapons at the ready. The whippers crescendo, and then with a startled grunt, one soldier is ripped off his feet, firing madly as he is dragged into the darkness. The others begin firing, but one by one, all are silenced by an invisible attacker. The quiet of death falls over the belly of the Black Dreadnought. Decks above, hordes of corrupted crew members stand motionless in the darkness around an empty throne. Wanderers, and welcome back to a new chapter of Outlaws Wanted. In the last arc, the crew of the Honor led a decisive victory against the Black Dreadnought. Factions are beginning to align against Chaos, but the enemy threat is still all too real. Now the crew must learn what is to become of Sully after taking up Harmony's sword. All of you are back on Homestead. You've had a decent amount of downtime where you upgraded some stuff and, you know, Had a minute to think about your place in the galaxy. What are all of you up to on just a regular Tuesday? Figuring out my place in the galaxy, apparently. (laughs) Vika has been spending a lot of time on the ship because that's where she usually is at this point uh, when we're back on Homestead. I think that in this off time that we've had, she's taken up teaching Lucy some cooking tips. That's a good idea. I like that. General ship repair, because there's always stuff to work on on the ship, and then helping Lucy figure out how to actually cook food that everyone can eat. I mean, we can usually eat his food as it is, but... We literally established in the last episode that he made something with eggshells in it, so... (laughs) He is a dubious cook. He's getting better. He needs help. (laughs) Eggshells aren't specifically bad for you. Is there a United Colonies, like, specific dish that you're teaching him? Oh, I don't think it's anything specific. I think it's utilitarian, if -hmm. that makes sense. So I think it's very much like the basics and how to make things with as little ingredients as possible. So, like, saving your bacon grease to use for things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I think Jyla is... In, I established she has an apartment on Homestead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's at her apartment and her little workshop area there and is um, kind of modding her new power arm named Ellie to make it like comfy to wear for any Ill- <laughs> length of time and has been like 
kind of decorating it, but also doing useful things to it as well. I like the idea of decorating it, you know. Yeah, I kind of imagine like scoring designs or like welding designs onto the the side. The, the funny thing is, when you said decorating, my first like the first snap impression that came into my head was like stickers. like decorating it with like stickers and lace and lace. bows. And I was like, that's not Jyla. <laughs> it's gonna be flames and. <laughs> what about Sully and Malcolm? I think Sully is going around helping people, like being by being a doctor. Is his main thing, and then he's also spending time meditating with the keepers when they're around and not off doing stuff. So the only thing that specifically you would notice is um, during meditation, you start hearing a voice in your head, and like it starts and it's kind of like quiet and almost easy to ignore, and then it kind of becomes a thing every time you meditate there just becomes a phrase that runs through your head. And by this point now, it is a phrase that just constantly is in the back of your mind. It's just always there, like a mantra running through your head that says, what is harmony but the inexorable unity of dancer and dance? It is your time, Sullivan. Harmony is in your every step and breath. And that just repeats in your mind kind of over and over and over again. I like how it's a bit wordy and would be something Sully would definitely say. <laughs> it's And it's not, like, annoying. It's just, like, when you have a moment to think, that's going to be what kind of rises to the surface of your mind. Yeah, like, when I space out, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Yeah. Cool. And what about Malcolm? So, I think Mal is, um, he is doing, like, a lot of, like, combat simulations with other, like, outlaws and other people on the station just kind of taking them through training scenarios just trying to get them ready for fighting chaos that makes sense i I like that as like what you would do on your downtime so all of you are going about your normal day-to-days when all of you are summoned to laura lee's like the heart of the homestead you've been there a bunch of times it's kind of that first slightly overgrown ship that houses like a map room and where Laura Lee commands the outlaws from. Yeah, so we all we all meet up there. Yeah. All right. So all of you head that way. Once you enter the the first thing you notice, Laura Lee's there, as is typical and other high ranking outlaw members, but the other person that is there is Lucy, standing very formally by the map table. Hey Lucy. What what you doing here? Normally, it is perfectly acceptable for you to speak to me in any way all of you seem fit. After all, I am, first and foremost, your cook on board your vessel. But in this case, a certain amount of formality and seriousness is appropriate. As such, I am Lucius, in this capacity, a envoy, emissary, and representative of the prime leader of the Imposition. And it is in that capacity for which I am attending this meeting with all of you esteemed people. All right, Lucius. Good to see you here. Laura Lee, whose name, by the way, just as like an apology to our audience, has changed. Sorry, I'm trying to stick with Laura Lee. I messed it up. Anyways, Laura Lee looks kind of annoyed at Lucius, who she clearly is not enjoying this kind of language from we have a job request from the imposition and specifically one that both concerns you and one for which you were purpose or specifically requested apparently uh this might have been a mistake but we left the black dreadnought just in the care of the imposition which now seems like maybe was a mistake but we can get to that later they seem to be losing people now that is not entirely correct we are simply trying to have an active presence on board a vessel that has potentially large amounts of destructive capability that is parked on our doorstep we have not killed any of the crew members or anything but we have had a few people go missing and Specifically, the four of you are kind of the galaxy's foremost expert on chaos, and therefore the Black Dreadnought. And it is in that capacity that we have been requested to investigate. 
Um, well, yes, sir. <laughs> Shyla salutes kind of lazily. Um, how many is a few? I would say no, no more than a hundred. Um, but certainly more than ten. I think all of us like have like really blank, shocked faces, just like blinking. Like I think Sully doesn't react though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so when you say a few you mean a few dozen well let me explain when dealing with the large scale movements of soldiers within the imposition the smallest unit that is ever recorded on paper is 100 soldiers some part of one unit has been lost it just so happens that that is on paper one unit and it is in that way that we are unsure of the exact numbers. Also, they s don't have any witnesses, so it is difficult to tell who is missing and who is merely on board in an unknown location. All right. So well, if I'm understanding how these units work correctly, when you had boarded us the first time, technically the imposition didn't even board us then, since there was only like three of you. Ah, uh, yes, well... Going back to ancient history from when we were adversaries, and might I say you were gallant adversaries at that, we would have been what is considered a non-significant disposable attack force. Basically, we were a missile launched at your vessel. And you're the best cooking missile I've ever met. <laughs> I appreciate that. I felt like I did very well and that... In no small part is why I am now a speaker for the Prime Leader himself. So if I'm reading this right, we're doing a little search and rescue for this uh, this unit? Well, I think it's more of search and prevent. Prevent what exactly? More people from going missing. Rescue is atypical within the imposition. Do you know what the unit was doing on board the Black Dreadnought? Well, um, so as I said, the Black Dreadnought is a dangerous, very powerful weapon parked in orbit around our capital planet. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous, and I am sure the main objective was to ensure the safety of everyone involved. How however, it is a significant weapon that is parked in imposition space, and it would not be unrealistic to think some amount of salvage or reclamation... Trying to knock it out, right? Knock Trying it to disable it and steal the parts? No. No, I'm sorry. Let me be clear. Try to enable it and then use it. Against itself? No. Against everyone else. Not against chaos. You see, they gave us a massive weapon to use against them, and we merely want to ascertain how possible that is. No, that's fine. I actually understand where the imposition is coming from doing that. Mainly I'm asking because I was wondering if they were doing things to the ship, and if maybe they disturbed something. As large as the ship is, it was mostly an investigation and, like, setting up outposts, setting up safe areas. It's basically slowly conquering the ship, you understand, like, drawing a line, this we know is safe, push forward, and then, you know. No, I understand that, especially since there are uh, people who still seem to be corrupted by chaos on the ship. That is another thing that the Prime Leader of the Imposition would like some advice on. We have some thousands prisoners of war all standing stock still on board a dark po vaguely powered ship. And we don't know what to do with them. I think we're still trying to figure out what to do with them too, but mm, I don't know. Maybe we can figure We're working something on it. out. You can tell your prime leader that. I have been, of course, reporting all of this to the prime leader. I just like the idea of Lucy 
reports literally everything. It's like, and then Vico told me to use one egg instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> and the audacity, she told me to waste the shell. How wasteful to not use the entire part of the ingredient. I believe it is a United Colonist plot to undermine my strength. <laughs> that does raise a question for me. Now, as I understand it, you encountered one such chaos-infected being of some sort and were able to reverse that, Sullivan? Is that the case? Um, yes, we have been able to reverse the case in one person so far, but that was also in a metaphysical realm, so I do not know if that is something that I can do at will. Or on a large scale. It might be worth a try. I mean, yes. I took the space Hippocratic Oath, the Spippocratic Oath, if you will. I won't. That one was particularly difficult to say, just <laughs> for everyone. It was almost like that one was a mistake, Zach. <laughs> but only that one. <laughs> only that one? I mean, that being said, I think we have some manner of chaos-adjacent crew members sitting on board this vessel that might be able to use some help from someone like you. It is certainly worth the try. I mean, we would appreciate some kind of solution other than they are, they are very, they are decidedly unsettling. Like, look, imposition soldiers are renowned for their ability to not move when left someplace. You order us to watch a door, we watch that door for sometimes years without any motion, such as the power of this wonderful armor that I am wearing. But these Stockstill Chaos crew members are unsettling with a capital UN. Well, it looks like we need to figure out something to do with them then. Say we head out, well, see what we can find. Sorry, Laura Lee. No, that's fine. I was going to say get out of here and do something. So, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I think we troop out. See if Lucy follows us. As soon as you leave, uh, as soon as you walk out of the door, Lucy does follow you. Once he crosses the threshold of the room, you hear a sign. He goes, oh, that was quite awkward. You can now call me just Lucy. All right, just Lucy. Good to have you back. No, no, I, I mean... You want you wanted this was just this was a jest and and um Malcolm Malcolm looks at him gives him the most like he basically he basically pretends like he's like an ensign on a ship again and gives him like the most awkward so it says yes sir Mr. Lucius Mr. Lucius the 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 messenger to the prime leader dude wrong title but I appreciate the decorum and Mal was obviously making fun of him just so that's clear yeah all right, y'all make your way back to your ship. The honor having... Not yet, right? Oh, yeah. No, you guys tell me where you're going. That's a fair point. Weren't we? I mean, Lorley just gave us the thing of going to check on the chaos adjacent. That's true. I honestly forgot. <laughs> you, forgot the, you forgot the task you set before us. Look, it's in my notes. I'm staring at it right now. It says Rex and Grizzle in my notes, and somehow I messed that and up. And others. It's not just them. Yeah, they're the only ones with names, you know. <laughs> Rex and Grizzle and crew. Alright, let's go find Dennis, or whatever the creepy imposition guy's name is. His name is not Dennis. It's Dennis now. It's Evander. <laughs> He does have a name. It's not Horace. <laughs> you keep saying he has a name. It's not Dennis. So I just want to go and be like, hello, not Dennis. <laughs> All right. You make your way down to the slugging chambers where the uh, Grizzles crew has been kind of isolated because they're still just saying creepy nonsense. Hey, hey, Jyla, look, your second apartment he hey, points to a slug chamber. <laughs> don't joke about that, Sully. This place gives me the creeps. I mean, I worked down here for... 20 years? No, not that long. 10 years, it's not that weird. I would not say this place is creepy, it is just on the fringes of moral science. Yeah, what I said, creepy. <laughs> I find that personally hurtful and kind of accurate. Anyways, I understand you want to see the unfortunate crew of Grizzle. Uh, yes, we are going to attempt to cure them. Mm, I have tried all manner of chemical cures, and none of them seem to have worked, so I wish you the best of luck. 
Well, we're going to try some spagic and see if that sticks. I have no idea what that is. It seems like a made-up word. It means space magic. Just fly with it. Just try to ignore it. Anyways, here is the room. I will warn you, only one of you is permitted to enter, and there is an airlock. It will be difficult for us to assist you and maintain isolation of this crew. All right. No volunteering for me. Sully's the one who has to go in, so you don't have to worry about volunteering there, Jyla. <laughs> Might I suggest a last-minute backup before the endeavor? What's um, gonna happen? I imagine nothing. I'm sure he's quite capable. My job is, of course, totally useless, because you guys never get killed. Well, not exactly. He was saying that with a certain degree of sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah, I think Sully will back himself up. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so if you remember last time, it's like a double pane of glass. Or sorry, like a two-way mirror, you know, so you can see them all lined up. They shouldn't be able to see you, but for some reason all of them are just staring straight ahead at the mirror, almost making eye contact with you. Um, Leading into that, there is like an air gap chamber, so you know, you walk in, a door closes behind you, and the door in front of you opens, and it like sucks out all the air and replace. You know what I mean? So it pressurizes so there's not possibility of contamination getting back out to the room. Yeah. Alright, so do you just enter with your fingers crossed? Sully doesn't believe in superstition. (laughs) You walk into the airlock. There is a long pause as, like, pressure equalizes to this different room and then eventually the door slides open in front of you. When you walked in, they were all staring straight at the mirror. When you walk in this time, they're arranged in the same way, so they've all, like, rotated 90 degrees and are now standing in a line facing you. There are four of them. Two of them are Grizzle and Rex Lancer. The other two don't have names and are irrelevant. They're wearing red shirts. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Hello, Commander Rex Lancer and Grizzle and... crew. In unison, they all just respond... You are addressing Chaos. Well, hello, Chaos. I'd like you to leave my friends alone before I have to... Truth does not leave. Truth stays. Well, that's why I'm asking you to leave. Truth does not leave. Truth stays. Well, um, I think I need to use some magic because, you know, I was hoping they wouldn't call my bluff or whatever this actually is because I'm not bluffing, but, you know. Anyway, I reach out with magic and do that harmony thing. Okay, do a straight roll plus weird. I think if we wanted to put a name on this, we could could put a name on this. It's a nine. Okay. So this is going to be do something weird. I don't like how I have this written. Anyways... So you reach out with your mind. Uh, who specifically are you reaching out towards? Um, I'd probably start with Grizzle. Okay, so cool. You reach out with your mind to try to, like, connect with Grizzle. And as you're doing this, the room in front of you starts to fade. And you s- your awareness begins to shift to that kind of just, like, vague, empty plane where you saw these, like, horrible monsters that were infecting the minds of the people that have been tainted with chaos. This time, as the room fades, like, with your last conscious thought, what you realize is the three other people all just rush towards you, and then it's, like, cut, and you're in this kind of, like, empty, blank place, looking at a monster, twisting, like, chaos thing, just kind of like an amorphous, slimy blob, spooling in on itself, that is, you know, the chaos-tainting grizzle. Hello, Chaos. I have come to ask you nicely to leave. Otherwise, I will have to beat you up to get you out. As, as soon as you say this, like, this thing was always just, like, constantly, like, moving and, like, shifting in on itself. It fidgets quickly and then just immediately rushes towards you. There are no feet touching the ground. It's just, like, a slimy mass flying towards you. The moment it does, you, out of the corner of your eyes, see three other similar things all rushing towards you. Fun. Can I attack? You can. Do I have, like, uh, do I just use my normal stuff for attacking in this plane, or is that- Uh, have we given you a weapon? I, I do have my particle weapon. I don't know if I would have it on me at this point, though. 
Oh, are you car- are you carrying that now again? Have we established that one way or the other? I know you're wearing the imposi- the um, um I don't know if I keep her clothes. I know it's on the ship. I don't think I'd be carrying it around. Okay, just... well anyway, whenever you come here, anyways, you're holding the sword that you got from Harmony. Okay. So, anyways, you're holding that sword, and that would be a what's it called? Um, toughness weapon. Well. This is going to go poorly, everybody. <laughs> and Sully dies before the arc begins. That's a six. You have 12 hit points. Uh, okay, so... So he has to use tough for this, not weird. Zach, do you remember what we were doing? When we are in the metaphysical plane, we are using toughness, but I don't know if that changed with being... I think we switched to weird when I was doing like the shield stuff last time, which was in this weird plane again, but I don't remember. You'd have to ask Mandy more so. Okay. I feel like I could make a compelling argument for either. Is weird a lot better for you? Oh, significantly. My tough is zero. My weird is three. Let's do weird then, just because this is supposed to be something you're not bad at. Okay, nine then. That was that would be my argument. Is that like that's the whole thing? Is he's in he's in like a and like a sub reality metaphysical thing. It's, plane. it's by definition yeah. weird. The weapon he's using, he's not wielding it with his muscles. Right. No, that that's fair. Okay. So what did you get, Zach? I got a nine then. Okay, cool. So with a nine, the creature that initially flew towards you, that you like sidestep with no problem and deliver a slash to it fizzles out into nothingness and then three others smash into you doing three damage. Do I get to soak one because I have armor? Yes. Uh, that's tricky, but I'm going to go with yes. I mean, I'm fine if it's in the medical. I kind of think that you're like as strong as your mind is. And if your mind feels like it has armor because it's wearing keeper robes now, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I'll take it's it. Kinda, it's kind of like the, the Matrix, where the damage you take in the Matrix translates to damage in the real world, except this, I guess, is. This is like backwards so. of that, yeah. but you know, sure. <laughs> I like it. All right. It's still you. Yeah, I think I'll just keep attacking these things and hope for rolling better. Alright. Hey! That'll be a 15. Dang! Alright, so, uh, you have a choice here. Extra damage or um, avoid damage, basically. Uh, I think I'll do extra damage and try to take this out as fast as I can. Okay, so the three of them rush towards you. One of them crashes in before you're really able to swing, but then you do like a broad sweeping chop across all of them, uh, destroying the remaining creatures, but you took one damage more. Um, So once you do that, you wake up and you're kind of like underneath a dog pile and you see like Grizzle kind of stagger to one knee and then stand up looking confused as... Rex Lancer and the rest of the crew kind of lift themselves confusedly off of you. Um, what? Why was my crew just all dogpiling on you, Sullivan? Well, you were infected by chaos, and I have cured you with some space magic. Spagic, if you will. And, okay, did I just get slugged? Is that a thing that happens when I get slugged? Last thing I remember, I got here from a mission. I think that's the last thing I remember. I got slugged, didn't I? This is the slugging place. Um, yes, but saying you just got slugged is false. You got slugged about four or five months ago. And what have I been doing for the last four or five months? Um, staring at that mirror, chanting about how chaos is coming for us. And who's been in charge of you guys in that time? Congratulations, we've been promoted. You were such a good leader that we were promoted. Orly promoted the four of- Okay, well, alright, I guess, sir, he says kind of grumpily. Someone's judgy. We're not- we're not promoted above him, are we? <laughs> well, that's vague at this point. You took his job, so... <laughs> please, please, sir was my father. You can call me Mr. Sullivan. Right, yeah, um, okay. So, one, I I think Rex, get off of him. Also, did I get killed slash tainted because of Rex? No, I don't. I don't know if it was... You got killed because you were tainted by chaos and trying to blow us up. And then Jyla or Vika... I was trying to do what now? Oh, chaos possessed you and tried to kill us and all of the keepers of the Interstellar Council. So Jyla or Vika, I'm not sure who landed the killing blow, but blew you guys up. 
Wait, did you blow up my ship? Vika, did we blow up his ship? Uh, <laughs> you'll have to check with Davin. I don't know what would be worse at this point, Davin having my ship or it being blown up. Uh, all right. If well, you don't mind my opinion, it is definitely better if it was blown up because I've seen what Davin does to ships. He bores out the exhaust pipe, says they're better that way, <laughs> adds weird turn signals onto them. <laughs> Topical humor for my real life. <laughs> <laughs> Where Cody bought a motorcycle. Okay, well, I guess I need to go talk to our commander and figure out what exactly it is I'm supposed to do now with a half-conscious crew all that just jumped you with no ship. But thank you. Sorry, I'm in a bad mood. Thank you for the timely rescue. Yeah, and I, I think you've got some you've got some catching up to do on current events. Good news. To help you with the transition, we brought a friend back for you. Camilla's on the base. The keeper? Um, not not just her, like um every keeper is basically here, so or I feel like I need to go and do that post slugging PowerPoint five months worth, I guess. If you like, I could I would be happy to help present the So You've Been Slugged PowerPoint. I've added some new slides. Jyla says it really makes the presentation worth it. Vika presses whatever the like talking to them in the room button is sully we do not have time for that uh we have places to be right now but the new slides jyla said it really put the whole thing in a new perspective tell her jyla uh we gotta go sully (laughs) (laughs) you hear evander cut in don't worry i am great at the slides although mine are a little bit more graphic it's like the difference between like reading a book on how like birth happens and watching a video of your own birth. Evanders would be like <laughs> literally looking at like the really grotesque crucifixion artwork, you know? Like that's how he draws. <laughs> like it's all like oil paintings that are horrifying. <laughs> I do like the idea that in his free time he does oil paintings. Like nightmarish oil paintings. Yeah, that's that's Evander. It seems on brand. <laughs> Sully glumly walks out of the room, sad he doesn't get to give the presentation, which was one of his favorite parts of the job. You'll you'll get to do it next time, Sully. There'll be plenty of people getting slugged, I'm sure. I mean, I don't hope for that, but that I don't either. I'm just stating a fact. You'll you'll get to do it again. Okay, well, it's you guys. What do you want to do? Um, just for the record, everyone, I do not think this is a viable way for me to cure. Thousands of people seem to be working okay in there. What? What do you mean? Well, I'm also bleeding. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we should we should get you patched up real real quick. Hey, I, where do we find bandages around here? <laughs> I would like to say he doesn't have cuts on his body. It's like his ears and um, nose are bleeding. <laughs> you know all the places you don't want to bleed from. That's where he's bleeding from. I, yeah, Jyla is just like bandages. <laughs> It's the duct tape for humans. I was going to say, it's the duct tape of the medical world. <laughs> I was thinking that too, and you beat me to it, Zach. Pass it together. I mean, from the outside, it looked, I mean, obviously you're hurt, and that sucks. Pinch your nose, lean your head back. But what exactly happened in there? Like, we, uh, for us, you just got dogpiled. You know that when we fought that, like, three-headed dragon in that metaphysical plane? No, I don't think I was aware that it was a three-headed dragon, but continue. Um, well, when we fought that, when we saved the Interstellar Council member from Chaos, we were in that weird metaphysical plane where Chaos was personified. I think you're saying, you're saying, you're saying we, I don't think that was any of us. I think that must have just been you. No, you, we were all there. No, that was just you. No, they were there when we did it, uh, when we fought the guy uh, in the capsule. Oh, shoot. You're right. Yes, 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 yes. When you guys were in the space between spaces and fought someone tainted with chaos. Yes, you're correct. Sorry. Okay, wait, 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 no, 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 wait. Time out, time out. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys remember you captured that chaos guy. Yes. And then you fought him while you were in the in-between place. Were we? Yeah, yeah. and he was super weird. I don't remember that. Yeah, that happened. 
You guys all helped. It was because I didn't expect you guys to do that because I hadn't planned on you taking a prisoner. Um, but yeah, when you were there and you fought chaos, it I, was like it was the way Zach sees them all the time. I didn't remember doing it in the space between place spaces. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It was it was before okay. you guys left because he was attached. Oh no, he attacked because you guys had him just like sitting on another ship and he ripped his way onto your ship because he had like gotten huge. Well, because Sully Sully wanted to try it. And, yeah, and then it just attacked. You yeah. Guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't realize that was. Yeah, okay. I I had to. <laughs> But yes, that happened. And I didn't realize that was that. I thought we were still just fighting. Him as like it, a- it was different significantly. Okay. It was okay. like a guy that looked like he was slimy, and then it was a okay. giant monster. Okay. Anyway, it was. it's like that experience every time for me. Except, you know, this time there were four of them, so that made things a little more interesting. So every time you try to cleanse one of these people, you have to fight basically a chaos monster in... In, like, a magic realm of some sort? Yes. And not only that, if there's more than one, it's all of them at once. Yes, I think if they are preoccupied, I can. I don't have to fight them all at once. Like when Captain Malcolm Llewellyn and I fought them on the Black Dreadnought, I was... I did not have to go against all four at once there because... Many had their focus on the Admiral Captain Malcolm Llewellyn. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you then is that we should absolutely not have you go into this metaphysical plane with all of the people on the Dreadnought without figuring out another way to do it. In the words of Jyla, hell no. So do you need just like a better weapon, like mental metaphysical weapon while you're there? I mean, I have the Sword of Harmony. I don't know what better weapon you have in mind. I don't know, like an explosive of harmony? (laughs) (laughs) I make these plans! I write these things down, and then Caitlin comes back with the holy hand grenade. <laughs> I, I think I think that I think the explosive of harmony is the most Jyla thing that Caitlin has ever said. That's <laughs> just what I know. That's why I'm suggesting it. I have been trained with a particle magnetism weapon, right? Since a young age. That looks very similar to the sword I wield in this metaphysical plane. And if we're going to be honest, Jyla, the only bomb I have ever touched is that one time when you had me carry one over to you because your hands were full with two other bombs that you were trying to duct tape together. Right. Well, you you need more practice with it. You've been doing all this practicing with the sword and when you really should have been practicing with bombs. I will make you a deal, Jyla. If you find the explosive of harmony, I will try it out. All right, deal. Are you writing this down? <laughs> no, I should though. I just heard you typing. Like you can also start sk- like use your "I know a guy" thing. I mean, this can become a very different arc if you guys wanted to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. After telling us it's gonna be a very straightforward arc, we're just gonna right. veer veer a hard right. Just, just go full on Monty Python, right? Screw your alien. We want Monty Python. <laughs> Uh, I assume we've been talking as we've been heading back to the ship. No, we actually have to, in real time, have you guys walk back to the ship and just be like, so, how was your break? You know? <laughs> no. Okay. If you guys want to be back on the ship, you're back on the ship. So, how was your break? Well, hopefully Lucy's got a couple more recipes up his sleeve this time. Ooh, what you been teaching him? Just the very basics. I mean, I, I am looking forward to baked goods without eggshells, so that's a win. I do love my baked goods. Is everything in the United Colonists just, like, kind of bland? Like, do they use spices, or is it just, like, everything just, like, very utilitarian about it? No, I think they use spices. I think what it is is that, so the way I kind of imagine it, it's very, very, like, Oregon Trail. So they're picking up things as they go, but it's just that you may not always have everything on hand. Yeah, so it's more like it's whatever, they're, they're adaptable. They'll cook with what they have. Yeah. Okay. So if they're in a place where this 
plant grows, they're going to use that plant because that's what they have. So basically everything ends up being stir fry after a month. <laughs> okay, I was just curious if it no, was... No, I think, I think the imposition, the way that the imposition has been described, it, that is way blander. Yeah, that's they probably would have like, like Vita paste. Yeah, they're like the very bottom in terms of food. United Colonies is probably right in the middle where it's like, well, what do we have available right yeah, now? Yeah, it just depends on what planet you're on. If you're on a planet yeah. that has like thriving, delicious plants and life and, like, game, you know, sure. And the Galactic Alliance has replicators, so they can have literally whatever yeah, the right. heck they want. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're at the top. Earl Grey all day. <laughs> I think the Guild of Commerce has to have the best food, though, like... I would think so. I feel like all their stuff would have, like, saffron in it or some, like, expensive spices, you know? It's like, yes. yeah, it's stupid expensive spices. Yeah. Caviar is considered, like, a trite dish for them. <laughs> That's what you have for breakfast. I think it's just that... Like, the type of things that you can get through trade that are rare is, like, a status symbol. Oh, yeah. Cody, are you positing that the United Colon- or that the, um, the uh, Interstellar Council is basically just Russia having caviar for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was more thinking, like, the East India Trading Company. <laughs> ah. Just, like, evil, but has all of the nicest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for the Guild you- of Commerce, you mean? Yes, sorry. What did I say? Yeah. Oh, Guild of Commerce. I said Interstellar Council, I meant Guild of Commerce. Oh, no, the Interstellar Council would just be, like, very diverse because they have so many different, like, biological aliens, you know? Like, I would almost say that the Guild of... Or the Interstellar Council and the United Colonies would be similar in that they both just have, like, whatever is around. Yeah, 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 because they have to cater to such vastly different things. And I think with Sully's upbringing, he's, like, used to eating whatever because like oh his family was ambassador so they had to eat all the weird crap from all these other cultures like constantly <laughs> yeah it's judgy for the interstellar council well, i mean at some point it would be like palate differences like camilla eats giant leaves but that's probably not appet- appetizing to like yeah. us you know? right like I-, I feel like it was stuff like that where it's just like the diversity at a certain point like it's kind of like whenever they show like weird klingon food in star trek to be weird yeah, like there's got to be races that like that are that are like that within the Interstellar Council, where it's like we eat live worms that slithered on your throat. Thank you, everyone, for attending our crash course on the cuisine cultures of of Outlaws Wanted. Right, <laughs> cooking with outlaws. <laughs> it's called world building. <laughs> I said cooking with outlaws. <laughs> when you're back on the ship, Lucy greets you with a plate of flatbreads and bean paste. It's very simple fare. So, so here's a question: Is it flatbread or is it flat breads? I mean, that's kind of the same. Well, I, I was just, well, I was wondering, did did he specifically make flatbread or did he make try to make bread that turned out flat? No, 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 no. It would be like this is like very rudimentary cooking. He he made vaguely leavened bread and cooked it in a in a skillet, you know, because that's easier to do. Yeah. So non. Yeah. Oh, hey, this is this is good. You got some butter to go with it. I have been taking so many lessons and doing so much reading. I am feeling my skill increase by the hour. I like it. It's nice and salty. All right, you're all on board the ship eating your delicious breads. What's you doing? I think we set off. I would say we set off because we don't need anything else. But And then we can plan. Okay. So you punch in the coordinates for Core Prime and head straight there. This is a weird thing. It is um, absolutely, this would normally be the worst idea in the world. Like, as you're dialing in the coordinates, this you're struck with a very surreal feeling. As one, you see a large Guild of Commerce ship kind of nearby, which is strange in its own right. And on top of that, you are now flying through what you would have normally considered very hostile space towards a planet that would normally shoot you down as soon as you arrived. So we're able to go, like, more or less a straight shot. Yeah. But it's, like, going against every instinct that we have in terms of navigating. This would have normally been, yeah, like, absolutely do not do this ever. But in this case, it's like there's really no reason not to just yeah no one's pursuing us go straight yeah. there yeah you're yeah, this is we were invited and are expected <laughs> yeah you're like at peace with these people which is a very strange place for all of you to be is the galaxy at peace with the exception of interstellar council slash chaos kind of i don't think the colonies are on board yet we haven't we haven't talked to the colonies technically the colonies are not involved and but also not actively at war. The Galactic Alliance is 
no longer fighting, but yeah, they don't. They're not actively fighting the position anymore, but they haven't really joined right the coalition yet. The Interstellar Council, however, is still just at full scale war with the Galactic Alliance and the imposition at this point they're basically synonymous with chaos though so like yeah kind of like there's a lot of chaos there they are their ships are not specifically chaos tainted they are just imposition soldier or uh no i'm sorry they are just interstellar council soldiers at a war you know what i mean yeah but they are the faction of chaos yeah yeah <laughs> if the outlaws are the faction of harmony they're being puppeteered yes uh, all right, is there anything you guys want to do before you get there? We should probably talk about a plan. Who needs plans? So, how's everyone feeling about this? Well, I'd be honest if I said I wasn't a little nervous going back on that ship, seeing as what happened to us last time we were on that ship. All things considered, I think it went pretty well. Yeah, we didn't die. Almost did, but we didn't. Yeah, we were pretty beat up. Don't worry, though. Um, this time I have set out the drug complements that we would need if we looked as rough so that we will not be overdrugged. Yeah, that was a trip, wasn't it? <laughs> so, Lucy, do we know how the other imposition units have been getting in? Is there anything special we need to know about arriving? Or is it just that there's once we get there, it's unknown? You will, of course, be very welcome upon arrival. Now, as I understand it, the Black Dreadnought is currently largely occupied by an elite team from the Imposition. So I would imagine you will have a very warm and splendid welcome as experts there to assist us. Now, beyond that... Getting in and out of the ship, fairly easy. There are many places to dock, and of course it is totally under our control, so there will be no problems there. Once we're on board the vessel, I imagine any investigation, I will defer to all of you for what we might want to do. Are you planning on being part of our away team this time, Lucy? I am, of course, primarily your chef. But I am also always at your disposal if you require or desire assistance. Okay, so metagaming this, he's not coming with us. Like uh, metagaming this, it's it's allowed. I'm fine with just no, just to make it easier. <laughs> it's it's not easier one way or the other. This is like legit a, a decision for you guys to make. Um, it's I, it does not hurt me to have him come along. It also doesn't hurt me if he stays on board. Like, Lucy's an NPC that you guys kind of get to just tell what to do. You know, he's a big, strong guy. He's also a cook. He can be either one. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, the only thing he'll do naturally by himself is defend the ship. If something attacks your ship, Lucy is on it and will try to defend it. That's it. I almost feel like he should come with us. Unless we want someone to stay back and defend our ship. I mean, I don't, I don't expect our ship to need defense, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Cody, would it have been unreasonable to assume that Vi would have found a way to get blueprints of the Black Dreadnought? Yes, it would be at this point, Okay, but it can be a goal when you get there. Okay, no, that's fine. I had something to do if I had available, if those were available to me. What but if they're not, did you want to do? What I wanted to do is just have Vi familiar, because when we were on board last time, it felt weirdly familiar. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have her go over the blueprints to familiarize herself even more with the ship and I guess figure out what would be familiar, what would be weird to her. I don't think right now, based on the information we have, she can't like mark where people are disappearing from or anything like that. This would right. this would very specifically be for her trying to learn more about the ship because it felt familiar when she was on board last That's time. That's a good train of thought and a good like path of investigation. I think that'll be your investigation once you get there. Okay, and that's, that's fine. All. Yeah. All right, I mean, I think we should just meet this elite team and see what they have to say, assuming they're doing all right. Very well. I shall, of course, inform them of our impending arrival, so we shall have a wonderful welcome party. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay. Is there anything else all of you want to do before getting there? 
Can I get some first aid? Uh, yeah, you can try, yeah. Do you want me to do it, or Jyla? Someone with good smarts. I'm fine with whoever. I have two smarts. I have two as well, so either of us. Whoever wants to bandage me up, I'm cool with it. Jyla will bandage you up. Roll them dice. Do it. With duct tape. Bandages. I've learned this from Sully. Uh, Sully? <laughs> I want Vika. Uh... <laughs> I want Vika to bandage me up. So you take one bandage. <laughs> uh, I rolled snake eyes. Oh, gosh. Oh, so he gets two bandage. Oh, uh, I don't think I have fumbles. Yeah, you... No, no, no. It's two if you fail. Oh, is it two if you fail? It's two if you fail. Oh. Do I, and I don't heal, right? You don't heal anything. Dang it, I'm really sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good start to this arc. Really That's okay. I still love you, Caitlin. Sully still loves Jyla. That's good. I feel like there's a butt there. No. I, 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 imagine, I imagine in this situation, it's like, it's not really wounds that you could treat with bandages. Yeah, right. Well, that would be what it is, is the, the thing would scan you and be like, you're fine. Mm. Even though you feel like the fatigue of injuries. Like there's something internally wrong. Yeah. The other thing that I want to establish, I forgot to mention it at the very beginning, is I think that since Mal and Vika were the two staying on the ship, they started doing like, like they were having like nights where they were just drinking up on the bridge. And I think they continue that. As we're traveling. Yeah, yeah. as we're traveling. Gotcha. The honor drops out of phased, uh, is it phased hyperspace? Is that what I call it? Phased antimatter space, I think is what you've been calling it. Uh, anyways, it drops out of its travel speed, and you see a beehive of activity around the Black Dreadnought. There are tons of ships ferrying people and supplies and equipment back and forth to the vessel. Ah, yes, as I said, the most elite small-scale operation to ensure the safety of the Black Dreadnought. How have they lost this many people when there's this many people going on the ship? As I said, a relatively small number have gone missing, considering the thousands that are on board. Well, but that's what I mean. There's thousands on board. How do you miss a couple people? That is what we are here to determine. Man, if this is a small operation, I don't think I want to see a large operation. You should see... Our grandest battle chapels, uh, a symphony of perfectly timed military precision. I will take your word for it. I think we head to a designated entrance so that we can board and hopefully meet in position folks. Sure. We, we probably have Lucy call their welcoming party and give us direction yeah like you're guided to the largest docking area it's like basically they've built a ship dock and like airlock onto the side of the ship temporarily just to like provide an easy place for ships to come and go you attach to that and that is where we will end for this episode Hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. You can also find us on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.